recorded live in Morgantown and across the world with your hosts, Kevin Jones, Deshaun Butler, and John Flowers. This is the Final Forecast. It's your boy, Jay Flo. Kevin Jones. And uh, Deshaun Butler is absent today, but we have Coach Billy Hahn filling in for him. Hey. Yo, dog. Yo, Yo dog. Yo, dog. Hey. A Ric Flair. Yeah, woo! <laughs> hey, we can't forget about our lovely co-host, Ashley. That's me. There you go. We've been working on that. Hey, Ashley. How do you, Yo, how do you feel? Sure. How would you feel, Ashley? Mm-hmm. If you were invited to do a show tonight, and you get to the the place where you gotta show up, and you're on time, and the damn door's locked. I know. <laughs> that, was, was there a message being sent to Coach Hall? Like, Yo, what the you're hell? You're not welcome. Coach, Hall, is exactly it, right. Coach, is, I mean, can I call you Billy now? You can call me anything you want, John. Yeah, I'm not your I'm not your coach anymore. <laughs> I mean, you call just me call him Ric Flair. Hey, so. you, can just, <laughs> you can call him anything you want now. All right, I'll call you. Uh, you can call me Billy. I'll call you Aunt. How about that? You can call I'm me B. Aunt. Aunt. Just go for Aunt. Hey, John, you can call me anything you want. So is your phone broke downstairs or something? Like you couldn't call? You almost broke the glass on the door. Can I tell you something? <laughs> See, when you get my age, John, I'm 65 years old, John. Wow. You forget shit. Way more than you do when you're the, you're at your age. Right. So when I don't have to really have my cell phone, you lost you left your cell phone. My phone's in the car. Oh, yeah. I left it there on purpose. <laughs> so when I get to the door and the door's locked, then I'm going. Well, should I walk back and get my cell phone and give those idiots a call? Or I just pound <laughs> on the goddamn door. So I just pound on the goddamn door. It was yeah, the I called, so thing you ever. missed you missed the phone call. I told you, but the door shouldn't have been locked. We'll blame Ashley. The door was locked. Oh, Ashley, that was they're... unlocked for you too. Hey, well, see just... how we don't, we don't see how it, so. see how shit changes, Ashley. Mm-hmm. Everybody puts it on somebody else. Yep. <laughs> Everybody blames everybody else for shit. But the truth of the matter was, the door was locked. But look, we were prepared for it. But you had to take a piss, huh? When you got it, that's why you're banging on the door. You almost pissed on yourself. <laughs> no, no. But I was when you got out here, you went straight to the bathroom. Why to piss? I didn't. I, yeah. I, I could. Wait. I got to piss. You're not I had to walk thirty five thousand steps. To get out <laughs> I, I was just about to say. By the time those, I get, by the time you do those steps, you gotta piss. How was those stairs for you? You were good. You oh, okay? I work every day. I, I work out every day. Look, we had an army like vet up here yesterday. Shout out to Brian and Rumba. He's on. He lost both his legs, and we was worried about him getting up the stairs, and he got up just fine. And then how would he get up? His crutches, man. He's just he's, he would do his crutches. Yeah, he does it. Dude, does he's he have like? Though. Does he have? We like, thought we had to carry you up the stairs today, though. We, no, we thought yeah. about it. No, you ain't got to worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> I work out every morning, John. I don't want to be reliable like for anything. Five thirty to like six o'clock in the morning. I'm I'm on my treadmill. Oh yeah, you did I lose do, some weight though, man. I, I do yeah, forty five minutes treadmill every day. Look good, man. And I do a little. I do a little lifting. I gotta, you know, I got curl for the girls, yeah. dog. <laughs> hey, listen, Coach Han is the most. Energetic, one of the most energetic people I ever met. Like, some like I never feel like you have a bad day. Like every time I see you, you always cracking jokes. You always got a smile on your face. I've never had a bad day in my life. I'm gonna, gonna, gonna tell you guys something. I was born and raised on a farm in Indiana. I was I had three older sisters and a younger brother, and Dale and Eloise Hahn, my mom and dad. There was nothing out there. I mean, we, we were in the middle of nowhere, KG. I mean, I mean, in the, I mean, far out in the country. And we were raised to do shit the right way. And we were raised to work hard. 
and to treat people the right way. And there was no neg- there was no negativity ever allowed. None. None. There was no you negativity. Told me some negative oh. shit uh, this morning. Well, that was negative, but they didn't know that was negative, John. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were ignorant to that being negative. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So, you, you know what I'm saying? So, like... You want to tell them what we're talking about? You could go ahead. You tell them. <laughs> tell you, you, got, you got it. No, you tell yeah, them. You brought it up. <laughs> you brought it up. Let's go, well, basically, yeah. was just talking about... I want to see what he said. Me and Coach Han, you know, me and Coach Han, would talk, we talk about everything, you know, from women to getting married. Like, he was one of the first guys I talked to about getting married to... I think he probably knows all of the girlfriends I had when I was in school. Uh... All of You're about. a fucking male whore. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. We talk about, you know, anything. So this morning we were talking about uh, basically just racism and stuff. And, you know, Coach Han told me how he grew up. And basically he didn't really know anything. I was, like he just said, he grew up on a small farm. Not really too many black people around. I was the only white guy in my high school, John. I was the only white person. Only, I mean, there was no black people in my high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My high school was all white. Right. So then when you left, you you made friends. I went to the University of Maryland. Mm. I show up in my letter jacket and my butch haircut. Right? <laughs> well, that didn't take me long to change. <laughs> <laughs> Coach is shocked, huh? And it was so, a great story you told me this morning with your well, friend. You know, well, that, that, was, that was a good story, too. It's, it's good for conversation. This is a conversation that we need, people in society need to have nowadays, man. But I tell you what, John, and I'll tell you what, KJ, and I think you guys agree with me. As long as I've, you guys have known me, and as long as I, when I coach you guys, I always keep it real. I've always kept it real. I always told you how I felt. Yeah. I tried to educate you guys as much as I, c- I could, and I still do. Mm-hmm. That's why today, John, we were talking. It was enlightening today to me to be able to have the conversation that we did today and have the philosophy of about... My grandma and my grandpa and your grandma and your grandpa. Mm -hmm. And my mom and dad and your mom and dad. And how they lived through different eras that we all have lived through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was our conversation this morning. And basically, to sum it up, John asked me about Donald Trump and his controversy right now about the the N-word out there. Is Donald Trump saying the N-word? And John and I had a discussion this morning about that. And I told John, the problem we have, I'm 65 years old. Everything I've seen happen in my era is people are not educated. Right. People are ignorant. Mm-hmm. People are very ignorant. Doesn't make them bad people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just don't know any better. They have absolutely no idea because that's what they were taught. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So they were brought up that way, and they heard the they heard the N word, and I heard the N word all my life growing up. I mean, from my my grandpa and my dad and my uncles, I heard the N word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would my all white high school would go to South Bend, Indiana, and play South Bend Adams or South Bend, you know, Clay High School, whatever. So that means you used to just throw it around all the time, huh? Oh, I never, I know, I never, no, no, no. Hey, John. I thought you kept it real. I did, I did, but I didn't throw it around all the time because. So everyone around you was ignorant except for you. No, no, I was ignorant too. But I was smart enough, John, I was smart enough to know that that wasn't right. Right. Because 
the best thing I ever did in my life. I wanted to be a major college basketball player. That was my, I, I, I had this dream that I wanted, I wanted to play major college basketball. So when you're born and raised on a farm, there's no one to, there's no one to play basketball with, so you, you really become a self-made player. Mm-hmm. So my dad put up a, a basket in the barn that was on my farm, and I would go in, in that barn, and I would shoot, and I would shoot, and I would shoot, and I'd work on, I would dribble through. I would put cans down, and I would, I would dribble in and out of the cans. I worked on my game. Like hours and hours and hours. What position did you play? I was a point guard at the University of Maryland from 1971 to 75, and I'll tell you what, I was a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I would break your goddamn ankles. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I wouldn't would be break... hard to do, John. Hard to do. <laughs> Maybe, Sorry, it wouldn't be hard to do. I would break your ankles, John. <laughs> Maybe KJ or Deshaun. Not no, no, you know no, I play no. defense. You know how. No, it, well, <laughs> we were just talking about how Marshawn Brooks used to always like cook him whenever we yeah. played Providence. Young Kobe. Was, yeah. <laughs> I remember this. Young Kobe. <laughs> Marshawn. Hey, as a matter of fact, you know what? I'll tell you what. You know why I remember? Because Providence was my scout. Mm. I had Providence. Oh, yeah. That's we true. never lost to Providence. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know how Marshawn that's, cooked that's me. Every, every but, time but we never lost Just because we hey, now, that now, that since anything. we're talking about Since we're talking about scout reports, then I got you two knuckleheads here. <laughs> Tell me the truth. Who had the best goddamn Listen, scout report I'm not ever? I'm lie. You had, you, had, you had the best scouting report to, to me. You had the most entertaining scouting reports. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah, well, so who? The funnest. So, so wait, who, was who Coach do you think is the what do you mean? You said you like, say he had the most fun, but who was the best? Who like you think we had to the... get shit done? Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Coach Harrison, the head, I, f- I feel assistant like assistant coach. He had all the big games, right? Did you have uh, any big games? No, he he, he assigned the he assigned he the assigned. scouts. You know he's gonna take the best games. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Come on now. It, I mean, it, they were they were all less, but they you, were all good. But you I, I enjoy I enjoy Coach Hines. Scouting, I feel yeah, like he had the most entertaining. They, yeah, 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 yeah sure, and sure. I think I was the guy of everybody else that scouted that did the scouts. I kept it simple mm-hmm. and short. That's what I. That's what I. I didn't go it. into like Coach Harrison would tell you what time the guy's gonna go take his shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care. Coach Is Hall's that, like, don't go, don't <laughs> let him go left, exactly. don't let him go right. I said, don't. We can't let him it. get. We can't let him get nine threes tonight. If they get nine or more, we're gonna lose. That's it. Remember? That's it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely enjoys the scouts. I kept it very simple. It's, what what got you into coaching? Like once you were done playing basketball, what made you say I want to be a coach? That's a great question, and I got to tell you why and what happened. In 1975, when I graduated from the University of Maryland. God damn. <laughs> yeah, you guys were even a twinkle in your mom and dad's eyes. <laughs> 1975, when I graduated, there was no overseas basketball in 1975 where Americans could go overseas. Mm-hmm. There was no D-League or whatever, whatever the hell you want. There was, there was the NBA or the ABA. The old ABA and the NBA were the two leagues that were out there. I wasn't good enough to continue to play in basketball. And I had a great, great high school basketball coach in the state of Indiana named Jim Miller, who's still living, God bless him. He's, he's the guy knows the games in and out like unbelievable, and he taught me so much. And he was so influential in my life 
that I wanted to be able to do that. So I said, I'm not good enough to continue to play. So the next best thing I can do is I, I'm going to coach. So my last semester of my senior year at Maryland, I said, maybe I got to go into coaching. I better get certified to teach. Maybe I'll have to be a high school coach. So I got certified to teach. That's where I met my wife. She was a teacher at the school I was assigned to do my student teaching. Mrs. Hahn was a Spanish teacher. (laughs) Robert Mm. Perry High School. (laughs) Si, si, senor. (laughs) Como esta? (laughs) And uh, that's how I met my wife. And I got certified to teach. And Wait, you were a student aide for your wife? I was what? I was, no, I wasn't assigned to her. She was a Spanish teacher. And I was the, I was assigned to a guy named Mel Weinstein, who was the, have you ever heard of distributive education back in high school called distributive education? Negative. Distributive education back in the day is when the high schools would have kids come to school for like first two or three periods of the day, and then they would leave and uh, do, go do a job. Do a job. Mm-hmm. They were, that was called distributive education. Okay. Well, that's what I got. My, I got a business degree and a distributive education degree at the University of Maryland. Yeah. So I could coach high school basketball if I had to had coach high school. Mm-hmm. Well, I got, God's been really good to me, John. God has been good to me. And I thank God every day for everything that's happened in my life. I didn't have to coach high school basketball. I got hired immediately at Morris Harvey College. And this is, this is what's crazy. My first year was 1975-76. I got a job at Morris Harvey College in, the univer- in, 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 in Charleston, West Virginia, which is now the College of Charles- Charleston University mm-hmm. in, 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 in Charleston. It was called Morris Harvey. I was Morris Harvey's first full-time assistant coach. I made $2,000. A month? A month. See what era they live in and yeah. what era I lived in? Yeah. That was my salary for the year. Wow. And besides being the full-time assistant, I was also the dorm daddy. I lived in the dorm... That was part of the deal. I had to live in the dorm. That I was, was before mistake. I was married. I had to, li- I had to live in the state. Yo, I had to live in the dorm. I had to live in the dorm. I can't imagine Coach yeah. Han oh. Li- oh. Being, like was watching it? over the dorm. That you know how hard it was for me not to go down the room and smoke some of that shit with the guys? Go <laughs> 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 uh, lie. You did. You uh, did. Was it cold in <laughs> dorms? No, it was all. It was, no, it was uh, all. That's why I couldn't imagine. It was, no, it, no. Coach Han and thank God it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> thank God it wasn't. Uh, but anyway, so I got hired at Morris Harvey College, and I think about this all the time. I've gone full cycle in my life. I started out in West Virginia in 1975, and I ended up in West Virginia at WVU. Mm-hmm. I went. I mean, it. it it's crazy. That's crazy. And I told you guys this, Kathy and Billy Hahn were sent to Morgantown. 
I got fired at LaSalle University. I was a head coach at LaSalle University. We'll talk about that. In Philadelphia. We'll talk about that. Yeah. yeah. And I was out of the business for a couple of years because nobody would hire me because what happened. But I know I was sent here, and Bob Huggins and Ed passed along, agreed to hire me, and they threw me a life preserver. And it was like God sent my wife and I here because my wife, her first year here, that's when she found out she had ovarian cancer. Mm. And then from the ovarian cancer, she had the leukemia. Mm. And when I retired a year ago, June, my daughter lives in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And my son-in-law and my only grandchild. And I asked my wife, I said, are we gonna, you want to move to Florida? She said, I'll never leave Morgantown, West Virginia. I'll never leave this place. I, I said, really? She goes, my life was saved here. Mm-hmm. And I, I will never leave this place. My life was, my wife, my life was saved here. Shout out to Mrs. Hahn. Yeah, for sure. Oh, real. She is God's gift. I call her St. Catherine. Because she beat ovarian cancer mm-hmm. and leukemia back to back, has a bone marrow transplant, which we just celebrated nine years. She's had it for nine years. Yeah. Oh, wow. She tells everybody this, John, you'll like this, KJ. Ovarian cancer and leukemia was a walk in the park compared to being married to this fucker. <laughs> being married to this fucker for 45 years. <laughs> Yeah. You I remember. Her up. I remember for like Christmas and Thanksgiving, we used to go to your house and yeah, she would cook that. up. Yeah, everything and sure. take care of it. Saint Catherine, man, I call her Saint Catherine. Yeah, shout, shout out to Miss uh, Han, man. Yeah, real. you know what? And you know what's great about? I was with Coach Huggins for ten years, and my ten years coaching here. Every player, every player that I coached here, Ashley. The first thing when they see me, they always say, yo, dog, because I always tell everybody, yo, dog. <laughs> That's what I always say. So they go, yo, dog. And then the next thing they say, how oh, is Mrs. Hahn? Yep. They don't say, yo, dog, how are you? Yeah. They go, yo, dog, how's Mrs. Hahn? <laughs> so, like, every player does that. So I have a very special wife. I've got a very special son, very special daughter. Uh... My daughter's husband and, and, and my son's wife were tremendous spouses for my kids. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I was sent everywhere I've been in my life, Ashley. It's crazy, John and, and KJ. And I don't want to really get into this, how deep it is. but And I'm not, I, 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 I couldn't give you like, I couldn't recite you. A verse of the Bible, but I could tell you this: the man upstairs and I talk every day, and we talk all day long. Mm-hmm. And the man upstairs has been good to me. Mm-hmm. The man upstairs, through all the tough times of my life, I would get down on my knees and I would say, "Yo, yo dog," I would call just like this. I talked to him just like I talked to you guys. I said, "Yo, dog, I need I need you to get me through this, man. I need I need you to show me the journey." Mm-hmm. And the guy has always done that, KJ John. It's 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 stupid. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe and you don't have strong faith, you guys are missing the whole boat, man. Mm-hmm. 
no matter all everything that we everything that we do and everything that we're our life is going through the man upstairs puts you through that journey mm-hmm. he puts you on a journey you don't really you yeah you have choices to make but he really is looking out for you yeah and if you don't believe that that's my belief so you know what you can believe what you want to do but i'm I got I got faith over fear tattooed on my chest. I don't know if you saw it before, but I see you tweet every morning. Like, uh, if great you, if great you, day to be alive. Count your blessings. Yeah, you tweet something else. If, you, yeah, if you're say, praying, you ain't. If you're worrying. praying, you're not worrying. If you're worrying, if you're worrying, you're not praying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I, you're praying, you're not worrying. If you're worrying, you're not praying. That's really faith over fear, yeah, man. Like, yeah, there's no yeah. point of going out here and worrying about dumb shit. Yeah. Like KJ worries about his wife cheating on him all the time. I'm like, yo, if she's, you know. <laughs> just, that's, yeah. not, that's never been. Just, hey, KJ. Relaxed. It's never t- happened. KJ, <laughs> can I tell you that's something? I can tell you this, KJ. <laughs> that's crazy. KJ, I can tell you this. I'll tell you this, KJ. Listen to me now. She should worry more about you. <laughs> cheating on her than you worrying about her cheating on you. John just Why made the fuck that up. Say that? John just made that up. Because I know, I know, I know her. Yeah, and I know girl. she, oh, I think Brit she's a great one. Can I tell you, can I, shout out to can I tell you something? I don't, th- I, I don't think, she, I don't think she's a good girl. I think she's a great girl. Okay. Aww. A great girl. You, you got a winner. I appreciate it. You know my you wife? Got a winner. You know my wife? Not as good as I know his wife. I don't know your wife that well. I never, you know what? I never really got close to her. Yeah, that must that must be a sign, though, huh? Like you must see something and like. Well, Josh, <laughs> I don't well. know. I don't know what to say on that. <laughs> Self-explanatory. Now I just want to shout out Justin Britt. Nah, but uh, you talked about LaSalle for a second there. You, you recruited my brother to go to LaSalle. Did I really? Yeah. I have no idea. He was gonna, yeah, he probably forgot now. I did not. But yeah, you recruited him to go to the side and then he couldn't go because you got fired. Right. There's a lot of coaches out here getting fired because yeah. of a lot of different things now. Crazy out there right now. Yeah, man. So you wanna talk about what happened with you at LaSalle? And I, yeah. I really had a lot of respect for you after LaSalle, to be honest, because yeah. you looking out for I think you were looking out for the best in your in your players' interests. Best interest in your players or whatever. Well, it's a very sensitive, sensitive, sensitive subject. For me to talk about, but that's sort of what I'm doing right now. I'm going across the country. Yeah, that never stops you before. I'm going across the country and I'm speaking about my 40 years of coaching and the difference between winning teams and losing teams. Talk about overcoming adversity, and I talk about Title IX because I was the head coach of LaSalle. I had two two of my players. Two of my players were accused. They were, uh, uh, were again accused. Two of my players were accused of raping a girl, and they were arrested, and they were charged. And it was on TV, everywhere in Philadelphia. It was in USA Today. It made the national news. It was it was crazy. And it almost lasted for three years because it went to trial, and I had to testify at the trial. Now, you know how hard it was for Coach Hahn to testify. Like the jury, I can just I can just see the jury sitting right here and looking at the jury. 
And down in the front are two of my players in orange jumpsuits mm-hmm. who have shackles on their ankles mm-hmm. and handcuffs on their wrists. And I got to look at my two players. And I got to look at the jury. And what's crazy, KJ and John and Ashley, is I knew what happened. Because when the situation occurred, I brought each player into my office, the two guys that were accused, separately. And I asked him I, to tell me what happened. So the first guy comes in and tells me what happens. And I always told people that you always look people in the eye when you talk because the eyes don't lie. Mm-hmm. And my players always knew this, that they always, when they talk to me, they look me in the eye because I make them look me in the eye. So they look me in the eye, both guys. The first one comes in, tells me what happened. He leaves, and about three hours later, after classes were over, the other, the other guy comes in, and I told him to tell me the story. Tell me what happened. He told me exactly the same thing. So they got their story straight. They got their story Well, straight. that's what everybody says. <laughs> but I can tell you this. What, what, what was it, though? Was it like just a case of no, she, need, she was with it, and then... No, I'm going to tell you what happened. This is... It's, it's, John, this is crazy and bizarre. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, tell, go ahead. I mean, crazy. There was a women's basketball camp going on at the same time that my players were in for summer school. So my my guys are at summer school, and the women's basketball camp was going on, and they had a counselor hired for the camp, the women's camp, this counselor from another school was working the camp. My two guys, this all came out in the trial, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is... First of all, did you lie on the stand? I did not lie on the stand because I put my hand on the Bible. And you didn't need to lie on the stand, did you? I didn't need to lie on the stand. There was no fudging anything because... There Would was... you have lied on the stand? Never in my lifetime. Not when I put my hand on the Bible, John. Yeah, he just talked Dang, about his John, faith. What, what you think you got to put your hand on the Come Bible, on. John. I swear to tell the truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God, John. John would perjure himself for sure. (laughs) I'm so real that I won't say if I would have not won. Oh, my God. (laughs) So anyway, I knew what happened because the counselor told the women's basketball players that, that were working the camp as well, players at LaSalle University, she saw my two guys in the gym shooting around, working on their game. And she told the women, several women's basketball players, who are those two guys? And they go, oh, that's so-and-so and and -and so-and-so. They're on the basketball team. And she says to the women players, before I leave, I'm going to meet those two guys. Oh. Not in those words. Not in those words. What she uh, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell us what she said. Come on, she man. Tell us the whole story. Well, she, you know what she said. She said, I'm going to go fuck those two guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Swear to God. This, 
Actually, this came out in a trial. We're going to get down tonight. So you, oh, my God. <laughs> I want to tell you, that's, that's exactly wild, what happened. So anyway, man. it gets crazier. Dang. No, KJ, it gets crazier, Ashley. Mm-hmm. So they go out and party the last night of the camp. All the counselors go out. And they drink, and they're, they're, they're having a big time. And they come back about 1 o'clock in the morning, and my two guys are sitting outside on a Nice summer night. It'd be like you two guys sitting outside of, of the dormitory, mm-hmm. just shooting the shit and having a good, t- you know, talking to each other. Mm-hmm. They come back and they're all fucked up. She says to both guys, she sits on one of my guys' lap. Oh. She sits on one of the guys' lap. I got a question. I got to ask. Is this you a got, white girl or a black girl? This is a white girl with two black guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So already looks bad, and from a media standpoint, no doubt whatsoever. That my two black guys had no fucking chance, John. Mm. That's sad. No, it's, it gets crazier, Ashley. Mm-hmm. It gets crazier. So she, they have a good time that night. The three of them, they have a good time. She goes to camp the next morning to finish up the camp. This former basketball player. They had a good time. <laughs> they had a good time. The three of them. <laughs> This former basketball player at LaSalle University, who was not working the camp, Mm -hmm. was still hanging around LaSalle University. She's already graduated, but she was still around. She hears from the other players that were working the camp what had happened the night before with this this girl that was working the camp. Mm Mm-hmm. This former girl, she became a man hater. So now you got a white girl who had had messed everybody, you know, like forever, enjoyed everything, <laughs> who now becomes a man hater. She hears what happened, mm-hmm. and being the man hater that she is, she says, "Oh, you got raped last night. Come with me. I'm taking you to the. I'm taking you to the police station." What? So that's how this all started. Yes, this is what happened. This all came out of the trial. Wow. That is crazy. Heavy story, man. Why did the girl who participated in these acts, why did she go along with the, the other lady's story? Why? She was a very strong, persuasive, persuasive woman that would not give that girl a choice. Got you. She just sort of took her there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. That's crazy. And it took almost three years for the trial to come and the verdict to come in. Mm-hmm. So, I knew my guys did not rape her. I knew what happened. I knew. I knew the whole story. I knew this man hater took. I, I knew the whole story. I asked the lead detective of the case when they arrested my two guys. I said, "Let me just ask you something. Why did you arrest my two guys? My two guys didn't, did not do this." So it was just a he say, she, she said yes, at yes. this point. Exactly. Okay. So they arrested my two guys. You know what the lead detective of the, of the case told me, John? What? This is how crazy life is. The district attorney, the DA, district attorney of the city of Philadelphia. Mm. See, I'll use her name. I haven't used anybody's name tonight, but I'll use this name. Because this woman... Is a bad woman. What do you mean bad? Her name is Lynn Abraham. I'll, I'll tell everybody. Lynn Abraham. She's still the DA down there? Nope. Okay. But 
I asked the lead detective, I said, you have no chance of winning this case. Why did you arrest my two guys? <clears throat> she said, because Lynn Abraham told us to arrest your guys. Because it's an election year, oh. and Lynn Abraham needs to win in the fall. It's a PR stunt. Thank you very much, Ashley. You got it. That's crazy. That's what happened to me. <sighs> did she win the election? Yes. Of course, wow. because she got people talking Absolutely. about her. It was on national news, Everything. local yes. news, yes. the whole nine. That's how that crap works. So you works. put somebody's life, you put people's life in jeopardy Thank over an election? This is what happened. Man, and it happens a lot. Hey. Yeah. Hap- that's, 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 the, that's what we live. That's, a, that's our society. Mm-hmm. That's, wild. that's what happens. KJ. So I was fired mm-hmm. because I didn't report a rape. Mm-hmm. The women's coach... The women's basketball coach at LaSalle University was fired because he didn't report a rape. As you put it in quotations. That's what they fucking told us. Mm-hmm. Mm. So John Miller, the women's coach, Billy Hahn, the men's coach, we both get fired. We yeah. both we both testified. What do we do? No, we didn't do shit. Did you sue him for wrongful termination? Well, I tell you why didn't everybody ask me that, John? I didn't sue him because I want to continue to coach. Mm-hmm. What the hell does that have to do with it? Because any, any coach, if you, you check out coaching, check out coaching. Any coach that gets fired and sues the university, they never get a job ever again. No, they're on t- like it's, it's hard for the, the university to touch they, them after they, that. They, no, 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 nobody hires that person. I mean, but for that, like. I settled my contract. The mm-hmm. same two people that fired me, John. The AD and the president of LaSalle University, the same two people that fire me were the same two people that begged me after my third season at LaSalle to extend my contract. So that was the first year after you extended? My, no, it's after my third year. No, but I had a you three got year, fired I, I had a three first year of your extension. I got fired after my third year. Oh, okay. Wow. Hmm. So this, this all happened after they extended my contract and I agreed to stay at LaSalle because we were, you know, we were, we were, I had two pros. Yeah. Yeah. I, had, I, had two, I had two NBA players on my team coming back was for this, two more years. Steve Smith? Steve Smith and Gary Neal. Shout out to Steve Smith. Wow. I played with him in France. Yeah, you told me you didn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put him on blast. <laughs> I didn't like him as a teammate. He's a great person, though. Yeah, he's a great person. Great person. You know, I still, you know I still talk to him. Yeah? Yeah. You and told, you know what's crazy? You told him I didn't like him. <laughs> no, I never. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Uh, he I knows would, now. I would, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a great person. Now. A terrible teammate. I, yeah. I, I understand. You understand why I was saying yeah, he's a I, terrible I, that, teammate? That makes, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, he wasn't the most easiest kid to coach, nah. but I gave him a chance. That's what's up. And uh, so when the, the jury finally came to an end, I was. I heard not guilty 16 times. Each kid, each one of my players. And you still got fired for no guilty? Yeah, yeah. They fired him before that, right? I I was fired before the trial, before the verdict. That's crazy. How can they say that you were fired for not reporting rape? That didn't even happen. Thank you very much, So then you called the two people that fired you. Thank you, Ashley. That's my whole point. You called the the two people that fired you, and you said what? Well, John. <laughs> John. Because I know you spoke to him after that. Oh, did I ever? <laughs> because guess what, John? Now we had to settle my contract. And remember that the contract, I just signed the extension. Mm-hmm. So I just signed a, a three-year extension. So now I got to negotiate and 
sign and, and my contract. All right. After the jury said not guilty 16 times, not guilty. So the same two people that asked me to extend my contract and fire, the same two people that fire me, we meet the AD, the president of LaSalle, and LaSalle <laughs> University's lawyer. Oh, and Billy Hahn and my lawyer. Hmm. So, KJ, just imagine this. The AD and the president of LaSalle and the attorney of LaSalle are talking to me and my attorney. John, how do you think, how do you think the president of the university and the AD, what do you think when it started out, what do you think those two guys, what do you think those two cowards did, John? Well, first of all, I would say, Billy, I apologize for firing you for something you didn't do. Yeah. They apologized, right? No. They oh. didn't apologize. Never apologized. They me. probably didn't say anything. They let their attorney speak. No, you know what they did, John? I'm going to show you what they did. <laughs> you know how I always like to talk to people with their eyes, looking at me? Well, those two cowards put their chin right in their chest. Mm-hmm. And I stopped my lawyer and I said, we're not going to talk about anything right now until these two guys have enough balls to look me in the eye. When those guys look me eye to eye and get their chin out of their chest, I will continue and we'll negotiate. <laughs> and I told my attorney, KJ, every time they drop their chin to their chest, I am stopping. Oh, yeah. yeah. KJ, that's, that's, that's what real. happened. So I settled my contract. What'd you settle for? I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> None of your goddamn business. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. So now we look at... Uh... So now Hug hires me. Now I was radioactive for almost three years. Mm-hmm. So, like, thank God I was in Philadelphia, and I would... Jay Wright at Villanova... Phil Martelli at St. Joe's, Fran Duffy at Temple. You know, I, I had places to go. John Cheney at Temple before Fran Duffy got there. Mm. He was a pen. You I was John Cheney. I don't even want to imagine. Oh, you have no idea about me and John Cheney. <laughs> Can I tell you this, John? John John Cheney loves Billy Hahn. <laughs> I bet. Oh, do we have some conversations. Two crazy motherfuckers. Two crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, but I'll tell you what. John Cheney, one thing about Coach Cheney, talk about a man that would keep it real. Mm-hmm. Coach Cheney kept it real. Yeah, yeah I played with um, Marty Collins yeah. overseas, and he yep. was one of the like star players for Temple. Yeah. I drafted to the Knicks, and he would tell me like stories about John Cheney. And was was worse, hug stories or John Cheney stories? Different. It's it's different. different. Like, John, it's different, but they both. I heard John Cheney will put hands on. Like. Attitude wise, I feel like, <laughs> like philosophy wise, they don't take any. They don't take any crap. Like yeah. they, you know, what I mean, they keep it real. So that way, but I don't know if he had a treadmill running. Mm. No, what he did. John, Fifteen miles per hour. John Cheney would have practice at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's what he told me about too. And it'd be like a January snow like hell in, in Philadelphia snowstorm, and those kids are there at six o'clock ready to start. John Cheney would be known to literally talk to his team for an hour, hour and a half about life and shit before they even start practice. Mm. Does that count as practice? 
well, back then there was no there was no hours. <laughs> there was no there oh, was wow. no time restraints. Oh, they man. all changed it because of guys like Cheney and, and Hugs. Yikes! To be very honest with you, mm. the old school guys changed the, the time rule. Yeah. You so, guys, you guys have no idea how good you've had it as a player. <laughs> Imagine. There was there was no we would be Yeah, that's four, what, Oh, you could be there hours. four and a half, five hours, six yeah, hours. I was, I was used to talk to us a lot before the practice and stuff and we'd be like we come out of like the film room and be like, Yes, because we got two hours out of practice now. So yeah, I got, got you. like an hour left. Yeah, exactly. it was different. So what happened like out of all these schools that wanted you, uh how did you choose Bob Huggins and Washington? Well Bob Huggins and Billy Hahn. Knew each other for 40 years and have been good friends. And when he got fired at Cincinnati, and I got fired at LaSalle, it was the same year. So he's out of a job. I'm out of a job. He's going through his problems at Cincinnati. I'm going through my problems at LaSalle. So we, we, talk, we talked a lot. You know, I, I told Hugs, I said, Hugs. My trial is going to last a hell of a lot longer. You're, you're, you're going to get through your shit. You're going to get another job. When you, when you get a, your next job, I want to come work for you. I said, I need, I need a damn job. Hmm. So he gets the Kansas State job. Well, he can't hire me because my shit, my, my trial's still going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't land until I'm, I'm done with my trial. So my trial ends, and Hugs leaves Kansas State and comes to WVU. Hmm. And Ed passed along, the AD. Did you guys know Mr. Passed along? Was he the AD when yeah, you guys we, were here? Yeah. yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah. yeah. The, why? I don't He's, think he passed. He owns this company, by the way. He's not he, dead? I don't think no. he passed. No. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> Ed passed along isn't dead? No, he, no, he's he, he ain't dead. Oh, I'm no. thinking of... Uh, Take it dude's up. name on the football stadium. So Oliver Luck. <laughs> Let's no, no, edit no, 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 that. Not. Oh, you're yeah, talking yeah, about Bill. Yeah, you're talking um, about Bill Stewart. No, 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 no. Who are you talking about? What's the name of the football stadium? Mylon Puskar. Oh, you know Puskar. Mike Puskar. Yeah, Mike Puskar. Well, he yeah. dead. God rest his yeah. soul. Yeah. Wait, wait. Ed passed along. And Dave, Bob edit that shit out. <laughs> Bob, Bob Huggins and Ed passed along. Mm-hmm. Hired Billy Hunt. They they pushed it through because. WVU questioned both Ed Passalong and Bob Huggins. Didn't this guy just go through a rape trial? Because nobody really knew the story I just told you. Right. They just saw what they saw. They saw what they saw. Mm -hmm. And there was another, I can't think of her name, God bless her. There was a lady with Title IX here at WVU. Passalong was the AD and Huggs was the coach. And I can't think of this woman's name, but she was the head title nine person at WVU, she approved it as well because mm-hmm. she did her research and her homework and she under, she knew what happened to me. Yeah. And she even told me to my face that I got screwed. I got, you you were treated very unfair. Yeah. So they all hired me and I had 10 years here and I'll never leave Morgan. You didn't want another head coaching job? You know what, John? No, I was a head coach at Ohio University prior. I was a head coach twice. I, you know, I had I had enough. Forty years is a long time, man. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I was gonna say that brings me to my Coach Han story, <laughs> which is um, 
like my junior year going to my senior year it was the summer, and uh, we were at Providence Jam Fest, which <laughs> is a AAU tournament that's like recognized, like highly recognized. And so after my game, I get off the court, I see Coach Han. He comes up and talks to me. He's like, "Hey, come here." It's like, "Hey, kid, I, I like your game." He was like, "I'm a, I'm about to get a coaching job soon, and like once I get this when I get this job, I'm gonna like we're gonna come after you." I was like, "All right, who's this?" Like who's this crazy? This he had the he had the same energy he has now. Like so I'm like, who's even, this? He didn't even have one, like a no. He didn't. Like, he didn't. Polo. Yeah, no, no. He didn't have. Nothing <laughs> I had no on. t-shirt. I know the yeah, yeah, nothing on at the time. <laughs> I, was, so I, was I like, didn't have a job. I was like a job where it could have been. <laughs> but I was gonna any, get a job. Yeah, exactly. It could have been anywhere, but he was certain that he was getting a job. So I was, yeah. You discovered Kevin Jones. Yes. Nice. He, he really did though. He he was like he was like yo, I'm coming after you. And I, said, I remember I that to this yep. day. I'm like yo, yo you. And when I came here for my visit, I was like yo, this is the guy that said he was getting a job. <laughs> Good call. Hey, man. that's all I can. Who say. Who else did you recruit? I appreciate that. Oh, did man. you get Eric Murray? Yeah. Did you? Can I tell you about Eric Murray? Hey, but hold Eric on. Murray? Shout out to Coach Martin because that was who, when I came here, that was who came to my house and who had the oh, dealings with me. No, that's who had the dealings with me, but who I first talked now, to let me was tell Coach you, John, Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Coach Martin. Hey, can I, that's who I, I, I'll, I'll tell you Coach something. Martin. I'm going to tell you something, KJ. Okay. I've never told you before. Okay. So I get hired here. Mm-hmm. I told Hugs and Coach Martin mm-hmm. and Coach Harrison about you. Because when I was at the Providence Jam Fest, mm-hmm. I was I was I was writing kids. I was mm-hmm. I, I, I was evaluating kids. I'm saying that my next job, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a list of motherfuckers to go after. <laughs> so I told them about you. First response. First response. I said, "Fuck no, 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 no listen, 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 John, you'll love this. Listen, you'll love this. You'll love this." I've never told anybody this. Mm-hmm. This is a first. So we talk about kids and recruiting and the whole thing. And, you know, Hugs doesn't, uh, uh, Hugs doesn't like to have a lot of meetings with staff. You know, he likes to talk to guys individually. Right. That's why I love Bob Huggins. <laughs> he never, like, he talks to you man to man, not with the whole staff together. So we get done talking. He brings him in. He says, Tell me about this Kevin Jones, because we got, who's the guy that played up WVU from up there? Uh, Lowe'smore. Lowe'smore. Yeah, he played with Coach Hugs. He says, tell me about Kevin Jones. What do you think? I said, in my opinion, Hugs, I think the guy's a pro. He said, you think? I said, I think the guy will be a pro. A pro? That's what I told him. I told Bob Huggins. I said, I think he's going to be an NBA player. He said, really? I said, he ain't ready right now. I said, but with the way you coach Hugs, and the way we do things here, Kevin Jones will play in the NBA. I told Hugs that. So, KJ, you'll love hey, this. that's the first time I heard that. From oh, I, I told you it's the first time. So, KJ, you'll love this. Is the first time you heard this, too. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell you right now. So, Hugs goes, who should we put on him? I said, without a doubt, without a doubt, no hesitation. I said, Hugs, this should be... Eric Martin's project. I think Eric Martin would fit KJ like a glove. Put them together. You're the man behind the scenes. Hey, Set hey, it all hey, up. Hey, hey, did he, he fit you, never... you like a glove, Kev? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, 
Hey, you never knew that, did you? Nah, I never knew that. That's that's crazy. Huh? I never knew I that. Knew that. I, yeah. yeah, man, that's that's a good story. I'm telling some I'm telling some secrets. Yeah, you all are. right. So back, who who are your other recruits? Here at WVU. Yeah. Because well, you, you can you have a good eye for talent. Yeah, for sure. I can evaluate. You are, for sure. Most of those guys in from Maryland. I, I can evaluate. Yeah, for sure. We'll talk about WVU first. Who's you bring in here? The problem, the problem <laughs> that I had here at WVU is all the players that I really liked. We probably did not recruit my guys as hard as we recruited other coaches' guys. Other coaches' mm. guys. Right. Because, now listen to me, I understand, because Coach Martin and Coach Harrison had a longer coaching relationship, not a personal relationship, because my, my personal relationship with Hugs was way before them. But the coaching relationship that Coach Harrison and Coach Martin had with Hugs was more than mine. Mm-hmm. So, rightly so. Why would not Bob Huggins listen more to Coach Martin and Coach Harrison about the players that they liked Mm -hmm. than my player? Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yes. I'm I'm hinting at that you wanted some a great player to come here. I'll put it this way, John. Overlooked. I'll put it this way. I had several players I would love to sign here. That did. And I'm not going to even tell you their names because it doesn't matter because they didn't come here. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, just, did they come on visits? Let's move. It doesn't matter. Let's not did they come on a the visit? Let's, let's just, you know what? Okay, so matter. who did you sign? Because all it does is just hurt me more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so who who did you get here? Uh, I got... Eric Murray's from Philly. That's why I asked about uh, Eric Murray. I got uh, Eric... Well, no, I didn't get Eric Murray. Well... I know you had something to do with it. Yeah, well, this why... You know what I had to do with Eric Murray? <laughs> when Eric Murray became available, I recruited Eric Murray... Extremely hard to come to West Virginia. He decides to stay home and goes to LaSalle. Mm-hmm. When Eric Murray leaves LaSalle, now Coach Harrison, Coach Huggins, Coach Martin, we all get together. Eric Murray's available. Let's go after him. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I told Coach Huggins and I told Coach Harrison and Coach Martin, you guys can do what you want. But I've talked to my guys at LaSalle. I've talked to the high school coach. I know what the hell's going on with Eric Murray. I say no. We do not need to mess with Eric Murray. That was my decision. That's my, that was my. So that what's was, going on with Eric Murray? So what's going on? What's going on with him? Come on now. What did they tell you about? <laughs> him? Now, come on, come so on. People for the people who don't come know about Eric Murray. Yeah, you there's tell a lot me. of listeners out well, here. Well, you tell me what the hell? He, what do you know about for Eric my, Murray? For my Mexican friends down in Mexico. Yeah. What was wrong with Eric Murray? You tell me. I'm asking you. I don't know. You tell me. Eric has had some problems. You with know? what? What kind of problems? I don't know if that started in high school, though. You know what I mean? I thought he came to Morgantown and got stuck in the Morgantown lifestyle. Eric likes to party. He likes to party. Which a lot of us like to do. You know yeah, what I mean? But, but some like people Eric, get stuck not, in but Morgantown. Not, but not like Eric Murray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you one thing, John. It's a I might school. be wrong, but I bet I'm just going to make a little side bet 
that you haven't done <laughs> what Eric Murray has done <laughs> in your lifetime. Nah, I stayed away. Thank from you very much. Stuff, yeah. Thank you. But yeah, that's a so. Sad, let's move on. All right, let's move on. You know what I mean? Uh, Eric Murray is supposed to be a lottery pick in the NBA. And, and I love her. I love Eric Murray. Yeah, we all I mean, do. I like that guy. I spent yeah. a lot of time with that guy. Yeah. He, he just got caught up. I'm. I'm sorry, what happened, to Eric Murray? But that's the evils of our society. Mm-hmm. This is true. And the evils. I've always told players this: the demons are out there, man. Yeah. There's a bunch of demons out there. Me and you have had this talk before about I know. partying and yeah. Staying yeah, out of yeah. trouble and stuff. You used to party a little, a little bit back in your day. I, I partied too much when I was in high school, uh, when I was in college. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I regret some of the things I did. I, I can't tell. We got you a six pack of Bud Light. You only drunk one. Well, that's because I've, I've been doing all the talking. <laughs> Congrats to Coach Han. Don't think, don't think those are going to go to waste. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach Han, I wanted to ask you um, because the. Um, NCAA just put in a rule that if a kid goes out of college and he goes into the draft and he doesn't get drafted, he's able to come back. And they can have agents school. now. And they can have agents now. So what? Oh, how, how do you feel about that? Do you think that will improve things? Do you think that makes things worse? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? I'm guessing by your look that you haven't heard this before. No, I've, I've heard it. Oh, you heard it? Oh, okay. So I, you, I'm, I'm, you, I'm on top of the shit. Okay. What do you think? I follow look complex about it. Yeah. I am because I think what happens, John, is this. Perplexed. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting back. I, I, th- I think <laughs> I sleep perilous. I think <laughs> the college coaches and the college program of a kid that has an agent and decides to go out. When that happens, you automatically think he's gone. Mm-hmm. So what you're going to do is you're going to recruit somebody mm-hmm. and sign somebody. Mm-hmm. Now he goes through the process, and he doesn't get drafted, and now he wants to come back. Do you have a scholarship for him? Yeah, because you're preparing for him to leave, huh? So you're yeah, giving up his. Support. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. think it's. I think it's. I think it's bad. I think it's. I think it's good for the kid. I think it's a tremendous rule for the player. I think it's a tremendous rule for everybody involved, the player's family and everything about. But I think it's a bad rule for the coaches and for the school that the kid played at. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and this is hard to determine. Because you might not have – you might have already given the scholarship up. Yeah. So what are you going to do, get rid of another player? Do you you think that his scholarship should be, like – Active until he finds out, like whether he gets drafted. Like, let's just say, like you, they should keep his scholarship. And if he doesn't get drafted, then he can automatically go back to school. Or if he does get drafted, then it's like, okay, now you can find somebody else. Or do you think it's too late? Like, it's too late. Think, yeah. The problem. The I mean, pro- they've been doing that though, right? Like testing the waters. What if you test the waters and go? Then what? It's the same thing, though, isn't it's it? It's not the same thing. No, as it's not the waters. same thing. If you go through the whole process, you go through draft Not the way the rule was before. And everything? Oh, that's you can not go the through same. draft Yeah, uh, that's not, okay. that's not the same. If you test the waters, you can See, go once you, once you put once you put your John. No, you had, they have a certain Once you time, put your name in before, you couldn't come back. Before? Yeah, before the rule passed. This new rule. Oh. If you put your name in, you were gone. So you could recruit. Yeah, you yeah. can bring another guy in because uh-huh. that guy ain't coming back. Right. But now, 
it's changed. Yeah. It makes sense? Yeah. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't think it changes anything. I think if anything it makes things worse. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like the rule either. We had a big debate about Urban Myers up here. Yeah, what and, and Deshaun really got into it. Some furniture moved around. I, it was crazy. Here, it, w- it did get, it did get a little intense. Broken. What no, happened? Nothing. Nothing got broken. Is that when you guys thought this place was going to be on fire? Huh? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Power Listen, strip. There was something. I, kept on, I, I listened to one of your podcasts and go like, this place is going to be on fire. I smell something burning. I go like, what the hell? <laughs> that was, yeah, it was I'm a power on, strip. Deshaun plugged his episode. phone into a That's power what strip that had a bunch of stuff on it. And... Yeah, it was electric. It started sparking. I'm looking forward to this podcast. It it hasn't (laughs) happened again. Erwin Myers, you know, what happened with him? He got, is he fired? Suspended? He hasn't been fired yet. Mm. You think he's going to get fired? Will he survive? Do you think he should be fired for that? No. Do you think he should have reported it? I think he reported it. Okay, that was the question that I had, if he had reported it or not. What do you mean? I don't think he reported it. And that's why he's in trouble. If he would reported it, he would have. Yeah, I, I think, think he didn't. I don't think he reported it. Because then I think what happens, John, is I can relate to my rape trial. I yeah. can relate. I can really relate to what happened to me. And I think what happens is when all of a sudden the firestorm becomes a massive inferno. Mm-hmm. That the university now says we got to do something about this shit, and they blame they 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 take the they blame everybody else for mm-hmm. what happened. I think he reported it. I I think in his own way he reported it. And my my question to you, John, is this: What do you mean his own way he reported it? I think he went to the proper people. And the proper people knew about it, and nobody did shit about it. You're mm-hmm. a co- right. All right, so you're they didn't do shit about it. So now, who's it come back on? Yeah, yeah it comes not- back on the head coach, not not the people, not the AD and the president of the university. It comes back to the head coach. Now you're, Which is you're, sad because he took the proper chance. Yeah, if that yeah. happened, he doesn't deserve to be fired. But mm-hmm. as the way it was, the way it was coming off in the media, that he didn't say anything at all. Because that now I'm like, all right, now that's a totally different. That's a totally different thing. If he didn't say anything Why was furniture moved around in here? <laughs> Why were you listen, gonna, I, I said, Tell me what was the argument. Deshaun and the, the I, what was the argument? Deshaun was talking about, I think Deshaun was talking about more right or wrong. Like, is it right just because somebody else did something under his under his watch, like one of his assistant yeah. coaches? I'm going to break it down for you, Coach Hahn. Okay, good. You should never Basically, hit a woman. You should never hit a woman. That's for sure. Obviously. We, they both agreed on that. Yeah, we both But yeah, the argument right. was, should he be fired or not? Deshaun said, no, he shouldn't take responsibility for what another man did. And KJ said, yeah. But that because wasn't, he should have reported it. That wasn't. I don't you think that should have just been fired. I don't think that would. No, that's not what I said though. See, that's that's the that's the misunderstanding. I'm I'm saying if he didn't take the proper steps, if he didn't tell anybody, and the way the history of coaching that like that's usually what happens is that people get fired when something when something happens under their watch. Now Deshaun was like, nah, that's not right. I was like, I know that's not right, but that's the history right. of what's happened. That's all I was saying is that That's what happened to me. Exactly. And, and, Deshaun, and it's not yeah, right. Yeah, Deshaun and, said just because it's history, I mean Exactly. Right. And, I, and I and I and I and I understand that. But if we're going by what's going on in history, that's what should happen. So why do he throw the mic at you? 
He did not throw oh, anything crazy. at me. He did not throw So, Michael. Coach Han, you are head coach. Did did you report? You reported the the rape situation, John. Or did you try to handle it internally first, John? John, <laughs> yeah. look at me, John. If you listen to me, my entire time I was talking to you, Just there me. was no rape to report. Exactly, mm-hmm. but you tried to. There was no handle it internally to figure out you. what happened yes. first. Yeah. Yes, me and the me and the women's coach mm-hmm. talked to everybody involved. Not together, all separate. Yeah. So me and the women's coach came together, and he said, and I said, and we were in total agreement. Right. Nothing. There ain't nothing here. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Little do we know that the man hater, who I talked about, mm-hmm. After the, after the fact, grabs a girl and takes her to the police station and said, you were raped. That's what happened. Yeah. So now they're going, you guys didn't report a rape. And we told each AD and the pre- we said, there's no rape to report. Yeah, but there was a situation. Thank you. And they, they were saying that you should have reported the situation. Did you? Yeah, but there's nothing to report, John. Yeah, yeah I understand. <laughs> I definitely understand. But I understand both sides. I think the I think the Urban Meyer thing is. What would you have done? Though. I can't put myself in those shoes. What would you have done? Just me knowing me. Like, well, no, no. What would you? I would have the same. Probably the same thing you did. Probably yeah. try which to figure the, out what which really the, which happened, which and if nothing was, really happened, which was the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah. So you think because Ur- John, wouldn't you, don't you think you should you should take care of the human being side of it? Right. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Until you put it in somebody else's hands right. who might not handle the situation the way it should be handled. Right. I'd be like, I'm going to punish one of my, I'm going to give somebody else the responsibility to punish my child. Mm. Isn't that my responsibility? Right. Shouldn't I decide if Matthew Hahn needs to be grounded or should I give that to, to somebody else? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, so what Urban Ir- Myers, it's basically the same situation. Urban Myers, yeah, he's a big-ass trouble. Do you agree with why he's in I trouble? think he's a big-ass trouble. But why, though? Like, think because I think they've turned the whole thing to make it look like Urban Myers, the bad guy, in the, and they're going to Exactly. And it it's, a, it's, a huge, it's become a national story. It's, it's huge. It's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. John, it's crazy. It's hard. Really it's hard to it. overcome. Yeah. The way people, yeah. it's hard to, to overcome. It's hard to overcome the national media blitz that happens in the, in our life. Yeah, social media is absolutely crazy, mm-hmm. and it's, it starts with a little tiny campfire and become becomes an inferno. Mm-hmm. It becomes the California. Forest fires. Yeah. Started from a little campfire. So let me ask you this question. Do you think when you when you become a head coach that like the people who work under you, you don't think that you're responsible like obviously you're not physically responsible for what they do and you don't know everything that they do, but if they do something illegal or to the effect of something that hurts people or, or just something that's not right, you do, do you think that the head coach 
that falls on the head coach or should fall on the head coach? It's a great question. Thanks. Appreciate that. I think, Cage, <laughs> I think this. If the head coach has talked to his staff and told his staff what he believes in mm-hmm. and what he wants, and they 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 he they've been told that, mm-hmm. and then they do what he discussed with them the other way. Mm-hmm. Then why why is he responsible? Doesn't each assistant coach sign like a contract as well? Like yeah, well that's that exactly these rules and yeah exactly. So why? But John, here's what's crazy. John, here's what's crazy. The NCAA, our mighty NCAA, which man are they really smart? They have given the head coach if anything happens. It's the head coach's responsibility. Oh. That rule just passed three years ago. So now the head coach is responsible for everything that happens at the program. Whether he did it or not, or whether his assistant did it, he's responsible. Oh, my goodness. And the assistants know that. Legally? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I saw, uh, I think it was the coach at Baylor. Punched some guy in the head and like killed him. What? Like they got in a fight. I think it was Bella. Don't quote me on that. No, nah, nah. You didn't hear about that? No, nah, I just this, this just happened recently, right? Yeah. With the last the last week or two? I think so, yeah. Football, basketball? I think it was basketball. Basketball. It was assistant coach at Wake Forest. Wake Forest, yep. Yeah. yeah. Excuse I was me. Say, I don't think Baylor. You don't think Coach Hawn knows my shit? You don't think I know my shit? <laughs> Bella got, yo, Bella has the assistant the coach. Most the assistant coach at Wake Forest. This dude was trying to find a taxi or whatever. An Uber, yeah. An Uber. Called an Uber. Uber, yeah. Well, <laughs> guess what? I'm there was no Ubers when I grew up. Yeah, yeah it was a called taxi. a taxi. A taxi. <laughs> a taxi. Cab, cabby, whatever. <laughs> so this guy literally came out and like touched the guy's car and shit, you know, like beat on his car. And the guy didn't appreciate him beating on his car. So he gets out and punches the goddamn guy. Kills the son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's it. This is this wow. is going on too. That's why you gotta tell you what do you tell your players about like fighting like You better not fight. Cause anything can happen, like something like that. Like you can kill somebody. You know what, John? Isn't it your job? The big part of your job as a coach when you're recruiting kids, besides evaluating his talent. Is a part of it evaluating what kind of kid he is and what kind of family he comes from and what kind True. of parents he has and what kind of person he is. Right. Why do you think why do you think Javon Carter and Daxter Miles? Why do you think those two guys were so good? Why do you think those two guys never in four years had a problem with anything? Mm. Because they both came from great families. They both came from great backgrounds. They yeah. both were good people. But I could also name a lot of players that came from great families, yep. great people. I, I, I agree that with just you. just made some mistakes. I agree with you. This is which, yeah, which growing was, up, you was, know what, what I mean? What, what was very close to what happened to Billy Hawn. <laughs> 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 what? I made some mistakes, too. Yeah. <laughs> They're not real proud of. 
I like the fact that you came here and you said everything about what happened with you at LaSalle because I know some people from the outside looking in may not have heard your side of the story and, and looked down upon you or something or said you could have done something better. But now that everybody's heard it, I feel like... What happened like it's here stays here. So <laughs> like Vegas when KJ comes back and has no voice, what happened wow. out there? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's wild. Hey, you've been, hit, yeah, you've been hitting that bag. You don't think I listen to your podcast? Hey, hey, you don't think I listen to your podcast? Hey, you don't think I listen to your podcast? My man goes to Vegas. Listen. Comes back, does the show, has no voice. Listen, you know, <laughs> you think that you know the I think he You know was, the sun. Um, I just think. I just, you know how the sun is hot, right? So, so like your voice, it affects your voice the sometimes. Sun. The sun, yeah, that's what happened with But that. no, Coach Hunt, there's a lot of speculations going around about why you retired and... Because I've heard it all, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's how life works, John. You don't really Not care John, let me just tell you something. people think. Yeah. yeah. John, if you're worrying, you're not praying. If you're praying, you're not worrying. Mm. So you know what? They can say anything they want to say about me. I don't care. Yeah, John. Because you know what? Stuff you wanted to clear it up. I don't care. Right. If you don't care, why we You know why, John? Because I'm praying and I don't worry. Right. I'm just praying I don't worry. Respect. Thank you very much. <laughs> so they can say whatever they want to say about me. Do they really know me? Nope. You know, there's, you know what, John? There's one person in my life that really knows me. Besides myself. And that is St. Catherine. My wife of 42 years, and the ring's never been off my finger, just so you know, fellas. So now, where is it? Now, your <laughs> ring, yeah. Okay. He says, oh, I can't get used to it. I'm playing this with This guy leaves yeah. his ring home all the time. Yeah. Because you work and out I'm with your snitching. ring You work huh? out with your ring Hold on. No, so. I don't. Oh, okay. That's the it only time off. I don't wear it, though. Yeah. That, yeah. I just have you still, hey, hey, you still wear your, your ring when you're doing yard work? Yeah. Thank you. She doesn't have a yard. Well, it's Deshaun Butler was talking about yard work. <laughs> oh, Deshaun has a yard? He has, yeah, he has, he has a little yard. Sorry, I do. I do it during. But I gotta tell you one more time, John. Please you listen. Never take your ring off. Never. You don't lift weights, though. <sighs> oh, I lift weights. <laughs> his fingers got stuck. Look at this. Hey, John. Let me ask you this. Hey, let me look at this. Hey, John. John, let me look at this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask this, KJ. Come off, is, is that a is that a tan line? Yeah, it is. He doesn't he take been it there. off. I was wondering if you could even get is, it. Is off. that a tan oh line? Oh my God! Yes. I've been there for. Yes, that's a real tan line. That's a tan line. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten used to it yet. That's the only reason why. Yeah, I hear you. You want to tell them the marital <laughs> advice you gave me about getting married? I said never get married. Did I tell you that. Why? If you you and Kathy have such a good marriage, I'm looking up to Coach Han. <laughs> like this is what I want in a marriage. You know what I mean? Because I've learned this after 42 years, John, of raising a son and a daughter. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to Matt Hahn, really. Shout out Ashley. And Ashley. Mm -hmm. And a super shout out to my son who had some problems of of his own that he overcame, which is a total private situation. But shout out to my son because he overcame some demons in his life. Who, Matt? My son, yes. Thank you. But... I think, John, 
after 42 years of marriage, I would, be, I would get married again. But I think why the reason I told you is don't get married, which I would tell everybody that asked me, should they get married? I would say no because I got married because it was, it was, it was okay during my era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your era, <laughs> in your era, and your era, Ashley, your era, why would you get married? Why wouldn't you? Because you guys can't stay married. <laughs> That's true. All right, to clear this up. You guys I, can't stay married. To clear this up, I did not ask Uncle B if I should get married. I said, I'm about to propose. What do you think? Say that again. I didn't ask you, should I get married? I said, I just told you the situation in hand. I was about to propose, and then, yeah. He's just like, nah, don't do it. I just said, don't do it. I? <laughs> I told you immediately, don't do it. You think it's harder to be, stay married nowadays? Yes. I give you guys, I'm going to ask you guys something. Here's my question to you guys. Tell me somebody. How old are you, KJ? I'm 28. 28. How old are you, John? 29. 29. He's 29 too. Actually, I'm not, never supposed to ask. Never supposed I'm 34. To, no, never no, supposed no. to ask a woman yeah. her age, but guess what? I can ask him because this is a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ashley's 34, guys. That's right. And I can tell you something, Ashley. You look like you're like 22. Oh, thanks. I really mean that. You really like 12. I appreciate that. There's no oh. way you look your age. 12. <laughs> so anyway, 12. 12 is right. She does look 12. Oh, my gosh. She's so young looking. So anyway, my point, John, is this. And you'll be able to answer this question 30 years from now, 40 years from now, which is a long time. 30 years from right now or 40 years from right now, will you still be married? You don't know that. I don't know that. Will you still be married? I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you guys. The record show KJ does not know. (laughs) You guys, you guys. Yeah, that's crazy. Yo, John, (laughs) you got something else, you know that? What do you mean you don't? I mean, well, I think it's more. I think that nowadays it's a little bit different too because it's like um, when you go through hardships nowadays, it's like, well, divorce is okay, Thank you and I don't that. need to try. Yeah, I'll Ashley. move on to the next. I Ashley. definitely don't think that. Ashley, you are so correct that I the era that I was born and raised in, my mom and my dad, there was no such thing as divorce. Right. My Stop my, me, I'm just telling you. Stop. Anything, there's nothing that, that any anything, there's nothing that can happen that could make y'all get a divorce. No, I, John, I'm saying that That's divorce was not discussed. Right. Divorce was never, never like out there. Mm-hmm. Divorce was like a private, it was a total private, it was very private. Yeah. And it was also very embarrassing. And you know what? It was very embarrassing. And when people were having trouble, mm-hmm. They 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 try to solve the problems. Exactly, work through it. Marriage yeah. is very hard. That's a job, man. It's hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. For Shit's sure. gonna. It's gonna. I don't. I, me personally, my parents are divorced. I don't really see a problem with getting a divorce because you got to live the rest of your life. Like stress kills. It can literally kill you. <laughs> but John, so if I if I figure I'm in a wrong situation at any given point in time, I feel like I'm. It's killing me. I'm probably going to get out of that situation. Can I tell you this, John? Jess won't do that, though. Better not. I'm going I'm to give you something right now, John. If you give yourself to the man upstairs, if you totally give yourself to him, 
then you ain't got to worry about any of that. You don't. But everything happens for a reason, right? If you give it to him, he'll take you down the right path. <laughs> What's that saying? Let go, let God. Listen, if Jess cheats on me with another man in my house, Uh-oh. I can't let go and let God. <laughs> why, I why can't. Would it be let why would it's nothing like that. Some things are just unforgivable. I said, John, I just told you, if you give yourself to him, he will give you the right decisions to make the right journey for you. If you, the scenario that you just said, yes, you should divorce her. So this is, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of different So scenarios. he's going to put you on the right path. Cool. Thank you. So you do agree that there are some situations that cause for a divorce? That, yeah, but I don't think that, was the, that wasn't what we were saying. No, it's not. He, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's, he heard he's what he to wanted to hear out of that situation. Ashley said, Thanks, marriage, Ashley said marriage is overrated. True story. I also think that as well. Nowadays. Cause it's just a title, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like we're all living get... together before we get married, anyway. Exactly. Hey, John! Everybody lives together before they get married. Yeah, that's why, John. I never understood this, but I do now. On everybody's day of marriage, <laughs> when the woman walks down the aisle to get married, do start crying. Why? Yeah, the dude starts crying, but why does the woman always have a smile on her face? Why is that? You know, he got, she got him. Why does the woman always know and always has a smile on her face? It's because she dreams this day forever, and this nah, is what women do. You know why, John? <laughs> why? Because she never to has to give another blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> You want to you want to edit that? You can if you want, but so I'll that's you what, what happens. That, that's true. When you get real. married, keep it real now. So when you get married, yeah. Oh, you. I tell you what. I tell you what. I want why you. though? Why? I, I, I don't know. I can't answer. That's why I told you not to get married. But why? yeah, <laughs> she doesn't have to work for it anymore. So exactly, Ashley. <laughs> Ashley. Hey, let me just tell you something. I would. I told. This is crazy. I. I. I'm gonna keep it real. My 42 year relationship with my lovely wife. Here's what's crazy, KJ. My wife gets really pissed at me because I drink and I smoke and I cuss and I. I like to run and have a good time. Right. Mm-hmm. I haven't changed. I was that way. 42 years ago. <laughs> you haven't changed at all? No. Nah. Well, I've, you know, I've changed a little it's bit. about being consistent. I used to be cut up like a bag of D.C. dope. My body. <laughs> now, now I got a fat beer belly. And, <laughs> what the oh hell? And you listen to the final <laughs> forecast. And I'm part of the final forecast. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. You change, man. You change. Tom. Oh, one, 125. Hour 25. How long have we been going? I was 25. Keep going. Hey, hey, Yo, yeah, God, this is a long one. Hey, Coach Han, yeah. can you nah, please? Hey, can I? Can I, can I before we're done, can you please tell oh. one of your um, one of your famous jokes that you that you tell people? Sometime? Yeah, sure. You just pull me off to the side and tell me a joke. Yeah, I, I would always. Like, hey, to, I got. I, I got something. I, I, I always joke. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see you, I got always, a joke. You guys. Hey, I, I don't know if I told you guys this one. Before. This is my. This is my. 
So you got to keep it clean. So I know my audience. I know my audience. So I don't know if I told you this one or not, KJ, but tell me if I told you. These two guys that have are both 90 years old. Did I tell you this one? No, no. These two guys are both 90 years old. They have breakfast every morning for 30-plus years together, and they love baseball. They talk about baseball. One guy's name is Herbie. The other guy's name is Alex. So they're having breakfast one morning, and Alex says to Herbie, Herbie, we're both 90 years old. You know, the reality is that we're not going to be living much longer. Here's the deal we're going to make today at breakfast. Whichever one of us dies first and goes to heaven, it's that guy's job to get a hold of the guy, get a hold of the guy, get in touch with the guy that's still living and let him know if there's baseball in heaven. So they make the agreement. Well, after they just talked about it, the next day, Alex dies after they just talked about it. He goes to heaven. Herbie's having a cup of coffee by himself, depressed that Alex died at his table. And Herbie hears this voice. Hey, Herbie. Hey, Herbie. Herbie looks around and says, Damn, he says, I swear that was Alex. Herbie, it is. It's me. It's Alex. I told you. We had the agreement. I'd get a hold of you. He said, I got good news, and I've got bad news. He said, the good news is there's baseball in heaven. The bad news is there's a doubleheader up here tomorrow. And you're pitching the second game. <laughs> there you go, KJ. There we go. There we go. You need about two more of those. <laughs> you know I can tell jokes all night, John. Don't start me. I can tell jokes. All right, hey, before we but get... I got yeah. We're gonna end this up because I gotta go tinkle. Yeah. So I, cool. Yeah. Before we. <laughs> He said tickle. Before we go. I said tickle. How about that? <laughs> I got to go tickle. You play uh, point guard through your career. You recruited a lot of great players. Yeah. Your best, the best point guards to come through West Virginia. Mm. During your time. In order? Or just in general? No, top, I, I ain't putting nobody yeah, in order. you can't put nobody in order. put nobody in order. All right, do top three. John would have wanted you to put somebody in order. Yeah, I would have. He, he <laughs> likes controversy. Darius Nichols. Why Darius? Hold on a second. Don't be asking questions about each guy. Ask? Just that what you liked about them individually? Darius Nichols. Joe Mazzula. Truck Bryant. You're talking about WVU days? Talking about three, the top three now. Now I'm leaving somebody out? Javon Carter? And Juwan. Juwan Oh, shit. God. So you got to pick. You got you got some I got shit. back up. I got, got back yeah, up. Yeah, you got to get three. I got back up. I got back up. You got to get three. Don't. Right. No, 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 I got back up. That. <laughs> Thanks you for well, listening. This was the- <laughs> hey, my number one, my number one, now you guys put out the names. 
You got to remember I'm 65. I don't remember everything. Oh, that's a good excuse. Go ahead. No, it's not a good excuse. No, but There's two signs of Alzheimer's. You know that, yeah. KJ? No. Yeah. There's two signs. You think you'll have Alzheimer's? Listen, no, there's two signs. I'm going to give you two early signs of having Alzheimer's. The first sign that you're going to have Alzheimer's, John, is hair, hair on your knuckles. Second sign is looking for hair on your knuckles. <laughs> KJ, just look for hair on Jay his knuckles. Flowers, just look for hair on his knuckles. <laughs> John, you're in trouble, dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so back to that topic. Jamal Carter has to be number one, right? Mm-hmm. Why does he have to be number one? Because he just got drafted. He's, he's playing the big he's league. He's the best point guard to come. So who's your, who's your best? Who would you say your best is? I'm asking you. Tell me. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? See? I really don't know. Like, I really I Hold on don't a second, know. John. See, that pisses me off. You're the... You're the no, <laughs> no, no, that pisses me off. Why couldn't it be Javon Carter then? He, he, so why can't I say Javon Carter? You can say whatever you want to say. Well, I'm going to say Javon Carter. Who's All yours? Right, cool. What, the best point guard? Yeah. I like Darius Nichols. Okay. I love playing with Darius Nichols. Yeah. So I have a biased opinion because I play Yeah, well, you play with him. Yeah. That makes a difference. Yeah. I know I got to put Darius Nichols up there. I know that. But Jawan State is a good uh, No to shit. Me, he's a well, really good point you know guard. what? You didn't teach him how to shoot, though, while he was here. No, I didn't. Like you taught me. I taught you how to shoot, John. You changed my whole shot. It I was, cha- it was I, fine before, but. I, no, I broke your shit down. Because <laughs> I tell you what, your shit was broken. <laughs> hey, KJ. Facts. KJ. Facts. Fact. Hey, Facts. KJ. KJ. <laughs> <laughs> he had a broken down jump. No, yeah, I made no a, I made some big shots though. You but I can tell you something, some big shots. John Flowers. I give you nothing but the biggest props ever because you know what? You wanted to get better, and you were willing to make the change. And I tell you what, change is really hard for people. Yeah, getting out of routines and changing things in life. Is very very difficult, mm-hmm. and I give you nothing. I have nothing but the greatest respect for you because you you changed, John. Appreciate that, man. I so really mean that. That means I'm the best player to ever come to WVU. No, you're, you're not. not. I appreciate no, that, man. You heard it here first. <laughs> no, you're not. The final four. Cat- <laughs> no, no, you're not. No. <laughs> no, no, you're not. All right, so we talked about you coaching the TBT tournament, right? Yeah. If you guys do that, which I think would be absolutely. You gotta pick a squad. You I would, only have nine players. I would I would I would strongly suggest. Who's your team? I don't know. We got we gotta pick them right now? As of right now, who well, is let's, let's go one for one. Let's do it. You give me the first one. Deshaun Butler. Devin Ebex. Kevin Jones. Joe Alexander. Myself. John Flowers, that's five. It's messed up. You didn't even pick me. I, I might not have. You never know. <laughs> I just gave you props, dog. Why would I pick you? <laughs> so we got all wings right now, right? Oh yeah, can uh, can 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 uh, I gotta put Alex Ruff on the team? He's a he's a pro. I mean, I think Alex is really good. He is good. I, mean, I want I want Alex on my team. John, okay. any objection? How many times? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, really. That's a that's a weighted question, dog. <laughs> That's a way to Something question. y'all know and, I don't know? Yeah, no. You know, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> but, uh, Jay Sean Page. Good pick. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. 
It's nine players, about seven. We got one more? Two I got more. another one? Two more. I have to take this guy because he is one tough, just knows how to win. You know who I'm going to say, don't you? No, I don't. Who? Tariq. Mm. That's a good pick. I'm going to tell you something. There's something about him, John. Is he the most skilled basketball player? No, but I'll tell you what. There's not many times that that motherfucker loses. <laughs> I just noticed that this he doesn't he doesn't lose. His team never loses. For real, that's, that's I just true. noticed you, that. You 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 that's true. I when he plays open gym, you yeah. plays open gym. You play pickup. Yeah, his team doesn't lose. It's true. Mm. I just noticed his work after this summer. So you got one more. Uh, I'm happy with the team so far. You need a big man, so I would take Devin Williams. I'm good with that. You good with that team? I'm good with that team. Who we who the, we gonna piss off? The thing about it after who nine. Who we pissing off? No, listen, who, after nine. Who we pissing off? Chuck Bryant's pissed. Did we pick? Oh, him? he's pissed. No, no, he's yeah, pissed yeah, off. He's there for sure. After the the thing is, after nine players, you have to start paying for each player. So at ten, you have to pay a thousand dollars. At eleven, well, two truck ain't worth fucking five dollars. Thousand. He's gonna love that. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's going to have the highest uh, listen to po- uh, episode on the podcast. I am. No, no he Truck said, said that. Truck yeah, said well, that. guess what, Truck? You're only worth $5, bitch. <laughs> but that's, the, that's the thing about it, though. Like, I think if we, we definitely need to find a spot. Can I go tinkle, John? Can you end this show? I got to really pee. Hold up. I got to piss. We definitely need to find a sponsor just to have all these players back on the team. You know what I mean? Just on the team. Just exactly. to win. It doesn't matter how much playing time they get and stuff like well, that. Egos aside, that's going to be a big thing. Well, let's do this, John. Let's do this. Let's reach out to our listeners mm, and say that we want a WVU team in the basketball tournament. And we need money. There you go. And all the fans of West Virginia. Start a GoFundMe? There's a GoFund. Teams do that. I don't a, think we need a, to a do go that. Fund, a GoFund the basketball tournament yeah. team. Yep. I mean, I think we just, we, we, I think, I think we, I, I think we extend the people of West Virginia yeah. who have been good to you guys during your careers. Right. I think we put it out there. We need help. We need sponsorship. We need donations. Whether it's five dollars or five thousand dollars, whether it's two thousand dollars or twenty dollars, every little bit helps. Right. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's what I would do. For sure. Right. We'll, we'll talk more about that. But let me let you go pee before you piss on yourself. Yeah, I really gotta it's go tinkle. <laughs> I gotta go tinkle. The final forecast with Jay Flow, Kevin Jones, and yours truly, Coach Billy. And Ashley. And Ashley. And Ashley. Yeah. Hey, final, follow us at The Final Forecast on social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We out here. Peace out. <laughs>